You are Locked On SEC Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to your Locked On SEC Football Podcast with Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. We've got a lot to get to as another full slate of SEC games. He is Chris Landry. Again, go to LandryFootball.com, learn more about football from the NFL college level and even recruiting. And I want to remind you that it's brought to you in part by our friends at Vivid Seats. I don't care if you want to see a concert, if you want to see a sporting event, Vivid Seats is the place to go. No question about that. You can get rewards uh, from the MVP to Hall of Famer status, and you can earn from 10 up to 16%. That is Vivid Seats. So what you got to do, go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. You're automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, and you'll enjoy credits on your purchases as part of the Vivid Seats Rewards. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by 100% guarantee. An interesting week in the SEC as we figure out a little bit of a pecking order. I think the most intriguing game, honestly, is Kentucky at South Carolina. Uh, Kentucky at 2-2 two and two needs a win. So does South Carolina now at 1-3. and three, And we've talked about how difficult their schedule is. Uh, the, these teams both in desperate needs of a win after a ho-hum early month of the season. I agree with you, Dave. And I would say that South Carolina needs it even more. I I think you look, and and certainly it's every bit as important for Kentucky, but on the grand scheme of things, Mark Stoops is not feeling heat. You know, had a good season last year, lost his quarterback, uh, replacing a lot of guys. They're playing this game in South Carolina. Will, um, we talked about last week's game, and I thought Missouri was better going into the game, and they certainly were out of the game. But they dominated South Carolina. South Carolina's also lost their quarterback playing with a young guy. But there's a lot of frustration going on in South Carolina. And the athletic director, Ray Tanner, has come out, as I expected him, full support. We're going to win with Will. I'm confident. So on. But there, that – when you come out and say that, Dave, you know you've been around this enough. That is in direct no, no. result of you got to say something because the the dogs are barking there. I mean, everybody's complaining, you know, that wants answers. So when you when your electric goes on a local radio show to spew this to basically support the head coach because nobody else is, then you know, and try to sell the idea that hey, everything is good, the ship's not sinking. That tells you right there that there's something there. And I don't think, A, with Ray Tanner and him being baseball coach at South Carolina and very much a big fan of Will and the buyout, I don't think Will's getting fired. But, you know, it's getting to the point where if they lose this game to Kentucky at home to – I mean, this is a game they should win. On top of the fact that that we know it's still bothering them that they lost to North Carolina, because I think we've talked about the games that they probably should lose and the games that maybe they should win. Well, they're losing all the games they should lose. And I suspect they will continue to do that the rest of the year. But on top of that, 
They're losing, maybe if they lose this week, it would be a couple of games they should have won. That's, you know, when you lose two games that you should win in a schedule that doesn't have many wins, it's going to start putting a lot of pressure on Ray Tanner that if he doesn't fix this, that, you know, again, I think it's setting up for not a firing of Will Muschamp this year, but maybe this would probably end their season in a way that could make it very difficult to prevent the wheels from coming off. And then at the very least would set the stage where next year needs to be a, a reckoning or, you know, there will be changes made. Cause I just think there's, there's a lot of that sentiment. I don't like to buy into it, but I will say this. When I watch South Carolina play Dave, I see consistent lack of on-field discipline mistakes that just shouldn't be happening at this late state. Listen, they're young players, a lot of that, but I don't see that consistent stability that you'd like to see for somebody that's been around this program for a while. It's concerning to me. Yeah, I understand. And no coach should ever want the dreaded vote of confidence. Every time you get the dreaded vote of confidence, that usually means a firing is down the pike. I want to get to Mississippi State at Auburn. But first, uh, let's go Towson at Florida. This is obviously going to be a big Florida win, but what are some things they can work on and improve themselves in this, what is essentially a glorified off week? Well, a couple, you know, to me, um, what I think they need to do is continue overall in a lot of areas, but I'm, I'm curious mostly to see about the quarterback play. I think they're going to play Emory Jones more because I think they'll have a lead. And I'm curious to see if Kyle Trask, who I actually like a little bit more in this offense, but he still made some, you know, some really bad decisions that led to two picks last week. That's got to clean up. So I, I think as they head to that stretch where they're going to be facing Auburn and LSU, they're going to need they're going to need to score some points. So this is going to be a game to try to get a little bit better. Little side note: as they do play Towson, uh, they will be playing a quarterback at Towson by the name of Tom Flacco. That's Joe's brother. So uh, right. and it's a it's it's a good offense that's actually scoring a lot of points. They don't turn it over. So it's, listen, it's a neat little team. It's three and one. Um, I, it, it will be a little bit challenging for Florida's defense. I think they're going to fare well in it, but that's the real challenge. I just don't think Towson's defense obviously can match up against Florida. So I think the offense gets good work and the defense gets a workout. How's that? I think they'll probably still hold them under, you know, 17 points, but um, that's going to be a lot better than people think if they can put forth that effort because this Towson team's, uh, this offense is pretty good. Mississippi State at Auburn. Up next, you're locked on SEC Football Podcast. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Fucker. You are locked on SEC Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. He is Chris Landry, I'm Dave Hooker. You're locked on SEC football podcast, Mississippi State at Auburn. I understand that Auburn's a good football team, had a big win last week, but goodness gracious, and we don't talk spreads a lot. They're a 10-point favorite. That seems a little high to me, you. 
Um, perhaps uh, with with the offense and you know how many points they can score. It, it I'll say this: it'll be interesting test. I, I would say that's doable for Auburn. Or let me just say this: let me phrase it this way: if they're not able to handle Mississippi State and score, let's say 28, 30 points on this Mississippi State team, then I'd have concerns about them, you know, matching up let's say against LSU, which I do anyway, but I, I think this offense take, needs to take that next step up. This defense is really good. I don't know how many points Mississippi state's going to score. Um, you know, Garrett Trader's done a nice job. Tommy Stevens, when he's been healthy, they've not gotten great quarterback play, but Trader's done a nice job running it. Stevens. I, I don't know. This is not a higher powered offense. I think Auburn probably can do it. The, the one thing is, they make a little too many mistakes, and I think at least off of last week, that was impressive. I think, as you know, you know the point spread stuff uh, really well. Um, they beat a and in, in College Station last week. So that, from a perception standpoint, was a huge win because a lot of people thought A&M was going to win it. I think that's the reason for the betting public betting that line to 10 and a half, or, you know, that's where the, the spread was put. I, I do. I think they're 10 points better probably, but you know, I think it's cause state's been a little inconsistent on offense and Auburn went in and did a really good job against A&M, which I, I think we perceive A&M being a little bit better than state. I don't think A&M is as talented as Auburn. I think that's why they're able to do that on the road. But I think the, that's the reason for the point spread as I think about it a little bit more. And I do think that Auburn is capable of winning it. Now, if you go back on history, State plays Auburn very well. So we'll see how this plays out. But I do think that there's a chance that they could open it up potentially in this game. Ole Miss at Alabama. This used to be a fantastic game in which Ole Miss had every chance to win it and did a couple of times. Uh, in a, in a row. Yeah. Two, Two in a row, which is really a story, huh? Yeah. I don't I don't see it happening this year, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't either. I think it's going to get really ugly. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you look at and, you know, I'm, I'm laughing because, you know, you just you, you, you think about some of these games and you think that. It, it it's a I think thirty seven and a half point spread and I don't know it's probably that uh, I just can't really make a whole lot out of this game. I thought you know Ole Miss it was a tough loss last week and it's one of the few games on their schedule that I think they could win. Uh, there's not many of them here and this is certainly not one of them. And you wonder if this is the type of game from an Ole Miss standpoint that you've got to be careful not to let Alabama beat you twice because. You know, I think they're going to struggle. They got a winnable game against Vanderbilt next week. Um, and you wonder if this game is, you know, hurts their chances sometimes, you know, injuries and whatnot to Vanderbilt. Because Missouri, A&M, Auburn, LSU, only New Mexico State and maybe the Egg Bowl, that's the only two chances of a win outside of Vanderbilt the rest of the way. And, of course, they've only got – a win of Arkansas and a win against Southeast Louisiana. So you're talking about two, um, the, the chase to five wins, 
at best is on. And um, it's certainly not going to be this week. But I think how they play this week certainly could affect them or how they come out of this game, rather, could affect them next week. This this Alabama team is just exploding on people early. Uh, I was impressed at how they handled Southern Miss last week. And Southern Miss got some playmakers on offense now. They held them to seven points. Um, here's the thing that I would would tell everybody to focus on. We know Alabama's better. We know Alabama's going to win. It's probably going to win decisively. Curious to see, again, how Alabama, A, controls uh, Ole Miss's offense, which may not be as talented or as explosive as Southern Miss's, by the way. So we'll see. And, and, and from Alabama's standpoint, their ability to control the game offensively at the line of scrimmage once they get a lead. I think that's the one thing we talk about, like LSU, and everybody asks me about LSU and their offense. They're not playing complimentary ball. They're not running it well enough. Alabama's starting to do it a little bit. How much? I think this is something you can learn from this game without you know worrying about who's going to win it because you know what that's going to be. Every game previewed, you're locked on SEC football podcast. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker, a top 25 team in conference action next. Stay tuned. You're locked on SEC football podcast. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker, Texas A&M at Arkansas. This shouldn't be much of a game. Chris, give me a couple, three reasons uh, how Arkansas can pull the upset. Well, I think off the fact of pure embarrassment of performance last week that a good effort um, is imperative here. I mean, I just think that for the psyche of this team, um, maybe winning it is is out of the question, but an, an effort off of that performance against San Jose State um, is is needed. So I think we need to we need to see that type of uh, Arkansas turning the football over. Look, if you just play smart football, the key to, to winning games like last weekend, San Jose State is first learning how not to lose them, and they got to protect the football better. Um, passing game is struggling, so look, it's it's baby steps protecting the football, being able to get some rhythm in the passing game, just you know be able to convert a few third downs. They're doing nothing in the red zone. I mean, it's just, it's really been, been really poor. So they've got to figure things out in that regard. And and it's not going to be to the, to the tune of being able to beat A&M, but I think making some strides is really important because this is another team that, well, listen, I, I think at this point, um, they're with Tennessee is the worst team in the league. Um, at least how it looks on film. I'm not projecting records or anything like that. I just they are really struggling big time. They're probably underachieving even more than anybody. So the offense is just really not getting it done. And for AM, um, you know, the offensive line, you know, running game, I, I think that's where you you try to establish that a little bit more. Look, they're controlling the ball, but they're not converting enough. Uh, they're, they certainly are hurting from the running back position, playmaking wise. They probably need to get Kellen Mond more involved in the run game. So I'm curious to see how that plays out for A&M. They're going to bounce back because obviously they lost. So there's, there's no chance of A&M, 
you know, taking Arkansas lightly. They, they've got something to prove on, on their whole level as well. And then Northern Illinois at Vanderbilt. I know Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. No offense, Vanderbilt fans. But they're still looking for their first win. Uh, did they yeah. get it against Northern Illinois? Yes, I do. I think they absolutely get it. Um, the Huskies uh, will bring some fight to them. I think they're pretty good. Uh, the Vanderbilt secondary um, is not going to be challenging this game like it was last week. I think they get things right. If they don't, it's going to get real ugly for Vanderbilt because this is a game that they absolutely should win, and we'll see if they can get that done. But um, this is not necessarily – this is a team that can embarrass you if you don't play, play well. It doesn't have – you know, uh, they got the quarterback from transfer from Cal Ross Bowers. It's not bad at all. Um, but – and they control the clock and they control the tempo – so, listen, it is not uh, going to be as easy as people might think, but it's one that Vanderbilt absolutely has to win. No doubt. You're locked on SEC Football Podcast. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you next week. For Chris Landry, I'm Dave Hooker. Have a great day, everyone.